0: Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader, fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. I'm here today to say more about a topic I already discussed probably a while ago, actually now, but I wanted to come back around to this topic one more time. This is called the Phone a Friend Challenge. Yep, Phone a Friend you know, you're not going to win a million dollars or continue be able to continue on in your game by using your phone-a-friend uh, challenge doesn't work that way. The phone-a-friend challenge came about because I, d- I feel like people don't pick up the phone enough anymore. You know, um, we just, we send our thoughts and prayers. And I know that if you mean that in all sincerity, I don't mean to bash at you, but that's being challenged in our culture right now anyway with, you know, well, what about actions and, and probably policy as well. But, you know, it's the whole thoughts and prayers thing where it, it might mean that you give a lot of thoughts and prayers, but, you know, like the person that needs the thoughts and prayers that you're directing it to, I mean, do they like sense it? Do they know? I don't know. I'm just saying, and and what else is, is popular to do instead of actually, you know, like picking up the phone is sending somebody those, that little praying hands emoji, which somebody along the way said, I can't recall where I saw this, that that is not praying hands. It's a high five. I was like, what? What? I mean, like I had to Google praying hands emoji to clarify this for me. But it does say when you Google praying hands emoji, it does say it could mean please. Oh, please, please, please. So, and so so I don't know. You know, you can use that praying hands emoji to signify that you're praying. But, I, you know, the phone a friend challenge is about actually picking up the phone on behalf of someone else and the challenges that they are going through. I don't know, I was always a pastor that had to go into the hospital room and look at the person who was in the bed there. I had a sense of whether it's dread, alarm, or, or just a sense of peace that things were going to be okay. I had to go and look physically at that person, and sometimes the same is true with a phone call. You can... Express a lot more with your voice than what you think, you know, and whether it's texting or messaging or a comment on a Facebook post or some other social media, whatnot, that's a rather flat medium. And sometimes, you know, you have to read something through a couple times and give people the benefit of the doubt, I guess, about what they intend. But I, I still think there is a benefit to actually picking up. And your your iPhone does work like a phone as well. You know, it's the beast of a computer. I get it. It delivers a lot of content. I understand. But sometimes you got to actually use it as a phone and let your voice be heard. So, okay, now you're saying, okay, that's... You're kind of making a lot of crabby commentary here. I am reserving the right to do so. It is my podcast, and the podcast is indeed called The Crabby Pastor, which is what you don't really want to be, right? So that's why we want to do a little self-care, right? But I'm reserving the right to be the Crabby Pastor in this particular moment and in this particular episode. So I am upping the ante for the Phone a Friend Challenge to... I want you to get off of this podcast, not right now, not yet. Anyway, when this podcast is complete, I want you to call three, three. We're going to be Trinitarian here. And I want you to call three people that you know of that you think need a phone call. You know, sometimes maybe they don't need a phone call. Maybe you just want to call in here their voice and hear whether, you know, I, I think I've recounted somewhere before. I used to have a friend and I would see her face to face and I'd say, how are you? And she would go, I'm fine. And the higher the, the note was that she had, I'm fine. You knew the worse it really was, you know, but you learn that over time. Anyway, so you're probably thinking or you might be thinking, you know, I don't know that I want to do that. A, somebody told me to do something, and I don't necessarily want to do that. And B, I don't know who this person is It's telling me I need to do that. But I have at least three other reasons that I think might go to the heart of the matter, and maybe why, why you should not participate in this phone-a-friend challenge of calling on the phone and speaking with three Friends. The first is that you really don't want to wade into someone else's muck and mire in their life when you kind of feel like you have more than enough of your own. And I relate to that. It's not that I have a ton of muck and mire, but I certainly am, you know, um, I think I've mentioned that I lost my dad about a month ago and he passed and so that is always looming large, and grief is a goofy thing, and then there's been shifts in my household, and, you know, we had baby birds go out the nest, and that's a shift and a change, right, and, you know, I just have had family, family health issues come up, not my immediate family, but outside of my immediate family, but family nonetheless, and you know, I get it. I get it. Who would want to call me? <laughs> you know, and listen to me. But then I say, isn't isn't that what we're called to do? To reach out to someone else that we know is struggling and just offer them your ear and your heart for a little while. You know, and sometimes I feel like I need to call people as well, so this is always a challenge to myself as well, you know about that, right? You're preparing a sermon, you think, man, I need to listen to my own stuff. (laughs) I just, I know that if I, I can't think about my own stuff when I'm really intently listening to someone else, and maybe for that brief moment, you know, my concerns can be lifted, And I can help another friend carry their burdens. Number two reason that you may be resistant to participate in this challenge of phoning by the telephone to speak with three people in your sphere of existence is, you know, I know they're going through a rough time and I don't really know what to say. And that that is the challenge that many ministry leaders face. You know, you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to make them more upset. You don't want to make them cry. When in reality, you know, tears, tears might be healing. You just, you just never know. You just have to wade into a situation and maybe just start by asking some caring kinds of questions. How are you? Do you know, do you know how many people... You know, just you ask that question directly and they just kind of seem to avoid it and dance around it and start and you have to come back and ask it again. So maybe it looks kind of like this. Hey, how are you? Hey, no, how are you? Really? Really, how are you? You can hear the difference, which, you know, if you type that into a text message, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't travel with the kind of compassion that you want to go with it. Um, you can always say, what can I do to help? There might be nothing, you know, or there might be, can you go to the laundromat and pick up? There might be something like that. There might be nothing, but you might not even consider that. Just calling to ask that question might be the very kind of help that was needed. Here's here's the last one I want to offer to you is, is, you know, reasons that you might hesitate or put off. I'll do it later. And you notice how later sometimes never arrives? Later? Is, is this last reason. I can't seem to slow down enough and take the time to do this. Hmm. You know, are, I guess that ties into, you know, a question that I'd like to ask is how fast are you running on that hamster wheel anyway, where we look beyond and past or through or send a prayer hand emoji instead of calling and really stopping because it takes, I don't know, I've never timed how long it takes me to pop an emoji into a, a text message or anything, but it's not long. It's a lot quicker. You don't have to listen to anything. You don't have to wade into the muck and mire in anybody's existence or even ask, well, you could ask a question, maybe. But what if you can't seem to slow down long enough to take the time on behalf of someone else? And I have to say, friends, you know, we're called to be in ministry I understand, I am a type A individual. I understand as much as anybody else that being intentional about slowing down is a challenge. We get stuck doing what's easy. It's easy just to keep doing what you're doing. It's easy to keep going at a fast pace and keep doing what you're doing. It's easy to excuse yourself. From something you really know you ought to do it sometimes it's it's too easy not to slow down enough to pick up the phone and specifically care about another individual now I want to just share with you too one, one one aspect of my dad and, and my youngest sister was the best at this actually I think because I, my dad would not stand, you were lucky if you got five minutes. He moved to Arizona, he moves out of state, far away, but he doesn't like to talk on the phone. And he hated technology. So, you know, you were, but my youngest sister was dogged and she would always, she would call very, very regularly. You know, she figured, hey, if five minutes is, is all I'm getting, I'm getting. But at least, at least the phone call was, was there. And just picking up the phone and listening to the other person's voice, you can kind of hear if they're falling apart, or if they're if they're kind of moving on okay, if things are okay. It's a little hard right now, but it's okay. Or maybe everything is fine. Maybe maybe you're just going to call to um, say, hey, I was thinking about you, and I just wanted you to know that. As opposed to what is it that the, the the, not the crime of the era, the thoughts and prayers thing of the era, to pick up the phone and actually say, hey, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about when you said this, and I, I've been praying for you, and I wanted you to know that and deliver that message with your voice so that people can hear the great compassion and concern. And Today, you know, everybody's looking for that silver bullet for church growth, right? As somebody who's done revitalization work, and, you know, I've had churches ask me that directly. What's the silver bullet here? Just, we don't want to go through this whole process. What's the silver bullet here? And I said, well, I'll tell you the silver bullet here and the secret to church growth, and you can double your congregation this this way. It might take a little bit of time, but it's... it's it is if each and every one of us went out and befriended one person and built a relationship with that person who doesn't know Jesus. You know, it might take years. It might take years for you to really build that relationship to the point where a person asks you, you know, so what is it with you? You are just so weird. You you just you pray and you, you do these things and, you know, Explain to me why. So the silver bullet today is helping your people to build relationships with other people. And that includes ministry leaders as well. So, you know, I don't know whether the person that God has put on your heart, because I'm going to trust that you're going to know you should be praying, what three people, Jesus, should I be calling? Maybe one of those at least, maybe two are people who are outside of the faith and who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, you know, I'll leave that piece to the Spirit of God to press onto your heart. But I, uh, I want ministry leaders to be the first one out of the gate with an improved ratio of phone calls to text messages where the phone calls start to actually exceed the text messages. Even if you're, you know, if we're going to count minutes here, something, we got to do better. We got to do better at reaching out. People need that today. If anxiety is the number one criminal here that is still floating around us and there is latent anxiety related to COVID, people are a little more edgy they're a little stranger than they were before COVID, certainly then uh, showing of great compassion by someone who knows and loves Jesus Christ is going to be of great, great value. So pray through for your three, and I'm going to trust that you will phone a friend. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry, and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the Krabby Pastor.